0: and welcome to the dinner table. My name is Aislinn Campbell and at the dinner table with me every week is
1: Joe Hilliard. Hello Joe Hilliard. Hello my darling.
0: Hello everyone Hello, we're so glad to be at the dinner table with you all because we hardly get any dinner table movement these days like actual dinner table conversations. We, we did have one the other day after our talk. Mm-hmm. Well we made Savannah come to table. Right. Lily wasn't home. Right. And then Lily got home and then she came to the table, and then we hung out at the table till like 11 o'clock at night talking. It was good. It was very good. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Sometimes I put some positive talk...
1: intention and Thank manifestation you. on the situation, didn't I?
0: Very good job. Good job. Good job.
1: I'm learning from the master.
0: Also, my mom goes, Your dad and I eat at the dinner table, just the two of us, every night. And I was like, uh, Okay, we better eat at the dinner table. <laughs>
1: It was funny because we didn't discuss whether we would or we wouldn't, and I assumed that we wouldn't. So I put your dinner on the coffee table where you had been sitting, and then you got up and started clearing off the table. huh. And I thought to myself, oh, I think we're eating at the table. It was Well, a- you
0: set my food on the coffee table, and then all of a sudden there was a dog in the middle of it. Yeah, sure. Because that's what's happening in our life right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, the other day you were digging for something in the produce drawers, one of them. And I guess at the bottom you found... And I don't think this is super uncommon, but a twisted up grocery bag filled with lettuce that had just gotten to the bottom mm-hmm. and gotten forgotten and gotten gross. So I took it out to the chickens. You know how you, when you wilt greens and they get much smaller than the actual green? Uh-huh. Well, the amount of lettuce.
0: <laughs> it was mostly already compostable.
1: <laughs> Certainly, but yeah. it was a big waste.
0: The interesting thing about me is, is that I go to the effort to like tediously hand harvest i may be moving towards farming but either way i'm a gardener which means that i
1: now you see a difference between the
0: yeah i mean i am like in there i get to know all my plants Mm -hmm. i am literally hand cutting each piece of spinach lettuce whatever so any of it that goes to waste does feel like a bummer i feel devalued but at the other side of it is as long as i have livestock. I mean, I know I'm going to get it back in return. It's yeah. just that it feels less frustrating to me to cut off an entire cabbage head that has like grown weird and has some... Eight- oh, okay, here's an example. I had to clean an entire row of kale because this one particular variety of kale that I planted on this one row is a variety that gets aphids really bad. And I either won't grow it ever again or... Or I will use it as a what you would call catch crop where you actually can catch the insects. Yeah. The insects land on that and they don't eat the other stuff. Well, the problem with that is when it gets too much... To where it's, they are winning. You know, your, your ladybugs can't keep up. Potentially now spreading aphids to the other plants next to it that are not... Where you, you don't know. want them. Right, exactly. So you, have, you do have to clean it out. And I went through and cleaned out an entire row of kale. And did not feel any devalue or remorse or anything about feeding that to my chickens. At all. But when I... Hand harvest it to make it the really good, fresh, good stuff that we put in our refrigerator. Mm -hmm. It means that I've gone out of my way to like get the really good stuff put together and then put it, wash it, and put it in our fridge and get it all ready for us to consume. There needs
1: to be a system shift because the system doesn't work. I don't know what that would look like. And adding anything to the list seems like it that's not a good idea. I think the system shift
0: is that we need an assistant to clean up after us. (laughs) You would like that. No, that's the answer. That's the only way we well, will ever solve our piles. Okay,
1: we'll get there, but <laughs> before that, it is inventorying, man. It's got to be inventorying that produce. I know I knew you'd roll your eyes okay. because how many times have we tried to do that in some form or fashion, but I'm telling you
0: Yeah, and you're the one that you're the one that doesn't do it. You're the one that says, "Okay, we're going to do this thing." And I go, "Okay," And then I start doing it, and you do it one day, and then you never do it again.
1: Well, then I'll use this as an opportunity of accountability. Let's go one more round. Take a big bag. At least least a big bag that I am surprised by because there could be some planning in the system, whatever that system becomes, where this is reserved for the chickens. I'm going to go ahead and take I, it I out can to them, tell but, not, you the answer. but not surprise huge bag of lettuce that you didn't use.
0: I can tell you the answer go ahead. to the bag of lettuce that didn't get used. Mm-hmm. You have to make a salad with every single meal.
1: Well, that would certainly up the amount of lettuce moving through the kitchen, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But with every meal, some meals don't scream, I need a salad next to I me. Mean, they just don't.
0: Every day you need a salad. You need to eat fresh raw vegetables every single day.
1: Future dinner table talk ethic. Uh, (laughs) Every day you need a salad.
0: Every day you need a salad. I dare anybody to look that up and challenge me on it. And when you're literally getting hand-served a salad that's already made with all this beautiful mixture of like 10 different kinds of young baby greens and lettuce, and then you've got a few cherry tomatoes over here that you can just grab and then like one carrot, cut, 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 oh, one radish, cut, cut, Oh, it's easy to cut, make a cut, salad cut. in our house. Boom. Done. Beautiful, amazing salad. Yeah. So easy to make.
1: So after I had this cathartic moment with a rejuvenation and the notion of really using what's in the house, uh, there's a pair of panties on the ground in the backyard.
0: Oh, you did! I didn't want you to see those. Uh.
1: I didn't suspect foul play. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious.
0: So how'd they get there?
1: Uh, the dog is mm-hmm. a
0: he's a panty eater
1: he's a panty <laughs> he's what, a what do you call it? panty he's a, raid he's a panty not, raider it's
0: not just panties he eats unders too because he'll get yours also but he also loves socks
1: yeah he loves socks And i'm gonna tell you oh
0: my god so many socks right now
1: <laughs> i've got 15 half pairs of socks <laughs> in my sock drawer hoping that we uncover the nest of their partners yeah. i don't have any matching socks right now i'm sorry <laughs> I'm
0: going to do everything I can to keep him from pooping on the floor anymore, (laughs) eating anybody's socks, especially anyone's underwear.
1: (laughs) And displaying them for the neighbors to see. (laughs) If there's a pair of panties in the backyard, I want to know how they got there ahead of time, and I want to have been there when I had.
0: Well, every week you get to listen to me talk about something I'm doing in the garden, something I'm harvesting, something I'm learning from the garden And I'm curious if some of you would actually like to go down the rabbit hole of gardening with me a little bit deeper. If you have an interest in that, I would love it if you would join me on my Facebook group called It's Just Acelin. We'll drop the link in all the things we're doing so that you can go and check that out. See you there.
1: We did that thing we do where you list the ingredients that you had available.
0: You go, yeah, I have some beef. We could could do beef. And I'm like, okay, cabbage. Chinese cabbage, broccoli, beef. And I'm like saying these things out loud and you're like, stir fry. I'm making a stir fry. And I'm like, could we please do it with like different flavors? Mm -hmm. And then I go to Google. (laughs) Yakisoba broccoli bok choy recipe. A one pot yakisoba. Noodles instead of rice. Right. That's the thing.
1: Yakisoba means that it uses soba noodles. Uh Soba noodles include, um, it's buckwheat. Uh which technically probably didn't have gluten in it, but the ones that are sold locally are a mixture of buckwheat and flour. Uh So I just subbed them with uh, one of our grain-free noodles that we found that we like a lot.
0: So we didn't technically have yakisoba? No, we
1: had the grain-free version.
0: Gotcha.
1: Yeah. And if you could find a 100% buckwheat noodle, it would have worked out.
0: I can do buckwheat?
1: I don't know if you can or not.
0: I'd have to test it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The technique of making this isn't much different than the stir-fries that we've talked about recently. We're just making noodles, cooking them al dente, and then throwing them back into the stir-fry with everything else at the end. You're cooking them the rest of the way they need to go there in the hot pot. What made this different, I think, more than anything else, was the sauce and the flavor of it.
0: It was good. I liked it.
1: Most times when you Google stir-fry with any kind of vegetable, the sauce is going to be the same. Now uh-huh. the ingredient base might be a little bit more this, a little bit less this. Yeah. But it's soy sauce, uh-huh. ginger in some capacity, rice vinegar, and a little bit of cornstarch. I use arrowroot. Uh huh. So when you send this recipe to me, it does have soy sauce in it, but it also has hoisin and Worcestershire sweeter, sauce, right?
0: Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: And brown sugar mm-hmm. and uh, chili garlic. I just used a squirt of sriracha because it was easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then four teaspoons of raw ginger.
0: It so- was good. Number one, I was happy that it was a noodle. Right, and that was
1: fun. I've never made a stir fry with a noodle before. Ever, I can't tell you why.
0: Yeah, that was cool. It was tasty, and it used broccoli, cabbage. You also, I think, put some carrots from the farmers market in there. Yeah, onions I did. from the farmers mm-hmm. market. I mean, it was a good little veggie. Oh, and then some of that beef. So, you know, so you were able to pull out some beef that those, could those be were just lamb. cut up.
1: Those were lamb chops.
0: Are you serious?
1: Mm-hmm. I waited till this moment to reveal that to you. What? yeah i uh that
0: was they were good i didn't
1: have enough of a good like a sirloin cut Uh uh-huh for beef but Uh i had had those lamb chops that i'd been scratching my head over what do i actually what am i going to do with these Uh figure it out but maybe i could sub them in here and will it be much of a taste difference
0: it wasn't a taste difference yeah
1: so that was lamb
0: how cool is that Uh, That's diversity right there. Uh-huh. You know, I love some diversity.
1: Well, we have those two meat vendors at the farmer's market. Anytime that they bring anything that's new, I'm going to buy it the first time. I've got lamb liver out there. that I got to do something.
0: I know. With. You need to do something so it doesn't get frostbit.
1: Yeah. You know the most interesting thing about this? Res- I want to
0: grow lambs on the farm.
1: I'm not going to get in your way.
0: We used to grow them for H, so I know I could grow a few of them. Uh-huh.
1: And then they're processed like you would... Um,
0: That's the tricky part. Yeah. The tricky part is finding processors or, uh, for anything. Or, yeah, I bet any one of our um, game people would do lamb. a lamb. Yeah. But they do go too. So,
1: so does this get the wheels in motion to search it out? Or is this a back burner thought that well, won't I get already, traction?
0: No, I already started searching it out. Okay. It's just a lot of people are like, yeah, it's hot down there, da, da, da. But I've grown, we grew lambs down here. So you can't, I'm not trying to grow a herd of lambs. I'm trying to grow enough for me to have some delicious lamb meat to eat.
1: Lamb bowls coming soon.
0: Yay. You
1: know what the most interesting thing about this recipe was? It's the actual recipe, the formatting of it. Because when, when you send me recipes, they're handed off to me.
0: I don't even look at the directions. Yeah. All I do is look at the ingredient list. And if the ingredient list looks like something that I want to eat... shoot it off to me. Then I send it to you to right. make a decision of whether the directions are something you are willing to follow. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: first of all, if a recipe has a jump to recipe button at the top, I jump to the recipe.
0: Yeah. I don't need, you don't I... need their whole story?
1: No. <laughs> No. And if you're a storyer and have a recipe page, if you wrote out the life's history of why you make chicken and dumplings or that anecdote that mama made, the, whatever, whatever, that is a beautiful thought and concept. But if there's a jump to recipe button, click. But in the notes section, and how we've said this two or three times in the last three or four weeks, notes, the options here are limitless. Feel free to add or swap vegetables as desired. You can add other vegetables such as asparagus, eggplant, zucchini, peas. In other words, we've just found, I hope, one of those new foundational dishes that the cabbage roll soup, the stir fried quinoa.
0: Quinoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to making this again. It was fun to make. Cool. Yeah. But then you mentioned a week or so ago that we should do a cookbook. Yeah. And we haven't talked about this much. No. It's been a fleeting idea.
0: I'm serious. I won't, it's, and That was
1: my question. How serious are you about this?
0: I told Sandy on when I was doing the live garden thing the other day, and she was asking questions about what we, how we cooked something and did we cook it. And I was like, Sandy, this is going to be perfect for the cookbook we're going to make because she's one of the yeah. listeners. Basically, she's like, I'm trying to keep up with the recipes now. If we had a cookbook for people... Mm-hmm then they would they could just buy the cookbook and then they wouldn't have to
1: the dinner table log cookbook. into
0: the cookbook, whatever it is that, you know. It would well, be a
1: reference back to the show.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. Seasonality is the most important part of it. So when you're
1: up to your eyebrows in cauliflower, here's the section from the time of year when cauliflower would be abundant. You'd be more likely to see a bunch of cauliflower recipes?
0: Yes. Or so is it
1: alphabetical so, by vegetable?
0: No, I think that we would do it by year. So like it's January and January, what did we cook or what were we cooking on dinner table talks? Everyone knows that Aislinn's a gardener. So whatever's abundant coming out of the garden in January is what they're going to be cooking. So I'm going to go over and look at January to know what I want to buy from my farmer's market. Whenever I go over to my farmer's market to purchase whatever the seasonal vegetable coming out of my area is.
1: And since our seasons are a little bit different than some other people in the country, I guess they would just... So when you're
0: abundant in cauliflower, whatever month of the year that is for you. We talked about cauliflower in episode 32, you know, whatever. I think that what could be fun about how we do the cookbook is there's always a story that goes with it. And that's how Dinner Table Talks works. That's how the setup of the show has always been. On one side, it's a beautiful picture. And then on the next page, it's a story or the story we told. And then on the next page is... The recipe that we have created and kind of the way you've gone about creating the challenges. Mm-hmm. We're taking all of the best recipes and we're putting together, right, a vegetarian pizza. That's the recipe for whatever week that we did that. This is, I probably didn't use the right thing as an example because a pizza
1: is... You could do a pizza any any week of the year. Yeah, we pretty can, much. With whatever you got. Okay, right. come up with another one.
0: Just what we would do in cauliflower season is we would tell you, okay, we make... Cauliflower rice. Oh,
1: okay so the fundamentals. Right. Cauliflower pizza crust.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: then two or three cauliflower recipes. Right. And then it might even be, if you're leafing through, a transitional where you might see an overlap mm-hmm. while cauliflower is on the way out and something else is on the way in.
0: Mm-hmm. And throughout the book, as we're laying out these different recipes and different ways that we use different types of produce throughout the year
1: it's gonna be a lot of work
0: but think about it you've got people out there that are saying like we like your recipes or we want to know how you're cooking that I always
1: find it difficult every single time I talk about recipes I'm having a conversation in my head while I'm doing it because I'm trying as hard as I can to describe it in a way that you could listen and then maybe go home and improvise it but then I'm always fearful that I'm boring with like the details of making something on
0: the podcast yeah here I think that you what we have to understand is that our audience comes here for all different kinds of reasons. If I'm a listener, me, I'm using myself as an example. The reason I've created this, we've created this podcast is because, and this style of podcast is because this is the style of podcast that I like, right? I'm getting some information and conversation about food and agriculture and funny stories, Right? But if I'm listening to a podcast where they're just giving me- Clean food theory? Yeah, all all the things that everyone knows that the podcast is about, right? But if I'm listening to a podcast and they spend a lot of deep time telling me exactly how they, like all the directions, exactly how they made something, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stay, I mean, I might listen to one podcast that's specific to one recipe I'm looking for, but I'm not going to be a listener of that podcast. Because that's not the kind of stuff I like. And even still, I like YouTube where you can look and see someone actually do the thing. So I think the idea of adding a cookbook to the way we do things gives us some functionality. I even talked to my friend Deidre last night because Mm -hmm. she just published a children's book that she wrote. Oh. And she had an illustrator and everything. So I was like, tell me how to do it. And she said, you self-publish. And she goes, the most important thing you need to do is get your photos done right. <laughs> get good photos done. But making photos means we have to cook all of those foods. So this is a this is It's a, a lot thing. of work.
1: And maybe use the year to gather the proper photographs and document the chronology of the seasonality of the food.
0: But I can tell you one thing. As someone who always says I'm going to make a calendar and says I'm going to have it ready to sell to people for the new year in November, if you don't start getting the photographs done today, you won't get them done. Mm -hmm. This episode would be a broccoli episode because following the yakisoba broccoli, we now are doing broccoli cheese soup.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I said before we started, let's talk about the broccoli cheese soup. (laughs) And you are like, I wanted to talk about the chicken enchiladas. That's
0: not what I said. And I
1: said, okay, well, we can talk about the chicken enchiladas next week. And then we sat down and you said... I really do want to talk about those chicken enchiladas.
0: We don't have to talk about it today. We're talking
1: about it right now. No,
0: we're going to talk about broccoli cheese soup. We're talking
1: about broccoli cheese soup next week. <laughs> that was good, broccoli well, cheese soup. Well, then what soup. would it's this episode
0: have been? I mean, what would our cookbook uh, chapter have been for this episode?
1: Oh, you're trying to compartmentalize it into chapters. Maybe that's not even what it is. It's seasons or months. But this month, there is an abundance of spinach.
0: Oh, no, no, no. There's not an abundance of spinach yet. This is one of those really exciting moments as a gardener when the first of the most delicious stuff starts to come in Mm -hmm. where you get to go, okay, not, oh my God, I have to figure out how to use kale for the 800th time. No, this is. That's funny. It's. Chicken spinach casserole night. It's sog paneer night. It's it's
1: it's you eking together enough kale from the very first thing that's producing Uh for the first kale thing. Uh That's an exciting moment. Uh Three months later, (laughs) can we start? (laughs) Can we start using the kale for toilet paper, please? (laughs) Enough.
0: Deidre told me last night it would
1: have a good grip.
0: If I feed my kids one more daikon radish, they're gonna kill me.
1: They're in abundance.
0: <laughs> so I hand harvested. My spinach is little right now uh-huh. cuz I wanted it so bad. So I bring him a bowl of spinach. It's a nice size nice bowl. He said he needs cilantro. Mm-hmm. This is my same thing. First real harvest of cilantro. Uh-huh. I've been harvesting a little bit here and there to like add to this and that, but like a true harvest of cilantro, the first of that. And my mom has made this homemade yogurt. And Lily likes chicken. So anything you cook with chicken, she's happy about. Right. I said, I want as soon as the first day that we can, sour cream, chicken, spinach, enchiladas. They're my favorite.
1: I can't wait to ask you how they were. But this dish is one that really messes your kitchen up. You use every pot and every pan because you got so many components to it. I enjoy doing that. If I'm lost in some music or Alexa and I are vibing on, you know, a good playlist,
0: I get lost in the garden. I can work for hours. Oh, you follow what I'm saying? I can work for hours in the garden.
1: I guess each of them have a byproduct of the labor. For you, it's it's the labor of doing the harvesting.
0: Oh my God! It's but
1: for <laughs> the kitchen, it's yeah, someone's got to clean this mess up. Mm-hmm. But this one is one that just messes up everything. Because you've got your filling that you're making separate from your sauce, separate from your chicken, and separate from you know preparing your the rest of the things that you need to assemble at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. you talked last week about your mom making some yogurt. And mm-hmm. it was so fun to substitute sour cream. We use Greek yogurt for sour cream. But yeah. Um, yeah. store-bought with another like an, homemade a new yogurt element that is homemade.
0: Yeah, I'm very happy that she's, everybody's happy that she's making that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Sour cream, chicken, enchiladas uh-huh. is one of my favorite dishes and I can't it's not something I can eat out, you know? So it's like a special dish.
1: I you. added mushrooms to this.
0: That wasn't in the recipe? No.
1: No, it was in the recipe. I'm just saying that we added it to what we had. We go went to the grocery store to buy something oh, on purpose yeah. and that was mushrooms. When you make your filling, you use them with butter, onion garlic some of the chicken broth from the freezer your spinach cream cheese and then the cooked chicken right so you that becomes like a really thick like real thick mm-hmm. so then you take your tortilla grain free for you and that was where i took one weird sidestep that i hadn't prepared everybody for i made two batches mm-hmm. one for the girls and one for you and i you mm-hmm. and i's would have the grain free tortillas theirs would not have mushrooms in the filling they don't like uh-huh. mushrooms uh-huh. But then everyone got confused on which was which, and the ones that were made specifically for you got eaten by someone else. But that's, 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 that's another story. <laughs> but then separately, you're making your sauce, which, you know, lime juice, chicken broth, more garlic, and then here's your yogurt and the chopped up cilantro all together to make the sauce that you oh. ha- hand roll each tortilla, right? Uh-huh. Then lay them out into the pan, and then pour that sauce on top. Uh-huh. Then you pour your grated cheese on top of it. I love it. It was real good, and it was real good left over. It was awesome. That's one of those things where you regret not making double and freezing and putting some away.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, because we didn't get like overloaded on it, we'll be excited to have it again. Because before too long, I'm going to have a lar- large spinach and I'll have to harvest it all really fast because it's getting warm already and you can't leave spinach warm. So I'm just going to have all this big spinach that's like coming in. So I hope you're ready for making some sog paneer because- totally
1: coming last week you said that you think that you're okay on rice
0: I th- yeah i, so feel I was good like on
1: delay let's make some mexican rice that's when you toast the rice not toast oh, but lightly right. to- toast the rice yes. uh, in oil the the uncooked rice and when it gets a little golden and starts to puff up you add broth and tomato sauce and you know some other things and then lit it and you make the rice that you're going to get in the mexican food restaurant
0: did you put any of my fresh tomatoes in there no, I did not. I was curious. I have some coming on now. Like, they're starting to show up a lot of them. Bring so them.
1: they're going to keep yeah. coming
0: and coming now and at this okay. point.
1: Okay, so you back to what you talked about earlier. Here comes some tomatoes. Mm-hmm. When can I assemble enough to make... Sorry, honey, I'm making it a big bowl of sure. spaghetti. Sure. Maranara. Maranara.
0: I already have basil mm. that's starting to put leaves on, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have basil. It's funny we're like... Uh, oh, Lily. Lily was like excited there's fresh cauliflower coming into the house so she's like eating fresh cauliflower with your homemade ranch and then she asks me oh she comes in and she goes there's this recipe blown up on tiktok where they put feta cheese and tomatoes and um a bruschetta no it's like a it's like a sauce like you put it all in a pan and then you cook it down and then you just toss your noodles into it okay and it was basically tomatoes and and basil and whatever let's do it and so we started talking about it, and she's like, I can't wait. Like, she's excited about cucumbers. She's excited about tomatoes. She's, like, excited about the fresh veggies coming, starting to, the ones she likes the best coming out of the garden.
1: I love it when the kids make requests and we can fulfill them in the kitchen. Totally. And now it's time for Table Topics.
0: Table Topics! What's the maximum amount you would pay for surgery on a pet
1: Oh, fantastic mm. question. Indeed. A little boy here.
0: Mm-hmm. Our little boy.
1: Gets some situation. But whatever it is, he has needs a surgery.
0: Well, let's just put it this way.
1: Uh, blah, Can we blah, blah, also
0: blah. say that we already have taken an emergency room visit with this little dog eating shit it shouldn't be eating?
1: Yeah, and I'm so far removed from being a pet owner. That was like a few days into this adventure. It
0: was. And
1: I was... <laughs> and I, not only I, I, that, but They could have youngest. said any price, and I wouldn't have been surprised. They could have said, this is going to cost $4,000, I wouldn't have been <laughs> surprised. They said, oh, this is this is routine, it's $80, bucks. I, that wouldn't have surprised me either. Yeah. What did it turn out to be? This is a good baseline.
0: You paid it, I don't remember.
1: 280
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Okay, so I'm okay paying 280 Yeah. I don't want that to happen again.
0: I always have a hard time with this question. Now, first of all, I haven't had a dog like this before i'm about to have this dog for 18 years mm-hmm. and <laughs> i mean they live a long time right and i'm already in love with them yeah i know this so it changes potentially my whole farm dog farm animal mentality about the whole thing a few hundred dollars and if it costs more than that and we're just we're not it's we a can't farm do dog anymore. Right. it's
1: not an investment
0: right mm-hmm. exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> even yeah. that sounds ugly
0: yeah, there there's is potentially some hate mail. There's a val- <laughs> yeah,
1: there's replacing monetary value to life mm. sentient life.
0: But but people don't want to hear how I feel about all of that kind of stuff across the board not just for pets. So we won't go down that rabbit hole, but we're him and we're hawing right now. Oh no, I treat animals like animals.
1: Okay, so if, But
0: I've never had a baby. Well, like I know that's where
1: you were before. going with it. So if the bill the other night had been $1,000
0: I would have said to myself, it's a good thing that we can afford to solve this problem and move on.
1: $2,000. I don't know. Let's leave it right there.
0: This little guy, you know, what would I do? Like, you know.
1: Imagine how you'll feel six or seven years from now when he's like dug in, dug in. Right, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. I, I have a
1: distant relative that spent thousands on some cancer surgery type stuff for a beautiful golden life. See,
0: letter. I wouldn't do that for myself.
1: It's a function also of, yeah. Depends of on memes. what it is. Yeah.
0: yeah. Depends on what it is. Because for me, quality of life is more important than...
1: If I was a listener, I would be deeply dissatisfied with how well we've answered this question. Using the kale for toilet paper. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime...
0: Hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you.
1: And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you. Lamb bowls coming soon. Yay! You know what the most interesting thing about this recipe was?
0: It's not your mama. <laughs> I don't
1: know. That's
0: fine. Sometimes you just have to laugh and be silly, right?